Welcome back to Executive Insights Video and the Director's Letter. I'm Dan Daly, the publisher. We're continuing our discussion of culture and applying several instances that took place over the last several months and how that might be a lesson learned that all of us could use in our own corporations. In the first session, we talked about FTX, uh, an illegal criminal operation. We talked about uh, Silicon Valley Bank, not a criminal operation, but certainly a mismanagement uh, case of the highest water. So let's finish it up today by discussing the Pentagon uh, documents that were leaked by the young man at Otis Air Force Base on the Cape. So <clears throat> uh, background on the case, individual was a junior enlisted man in the uh, Massachusetts Air National Guard stationed at Otis uh, on Cape Cod, and he was a junior individual age 21. And it appears that uh, he was in a position uh, for some reason that not only did he have access to documents in terms of looking at them, he had the capability of copying them, uh, many of them up to the level of top secret. Uh, he put them uh, on a website called Discord, which did not mean much to me, but they stayed there for several months, were picked up by uh, viewers on Discord, and ended up some of them being on Twitter. So we have a very serious breach of security that I think is worthwhile talking about and learning from, not only if you are uh, involved in government contracts, but some of this could be in your company also. So let's talk about corporate culture. Here is an, an individual that apparently had some moral lapse, uh, was not in criminal intent, but certainly took action that caused a national security threat to be generated and perhaps a global security threat. So the individual uh, was involved in IT. Uh, he had been in the uh, Mass Na Air National Guard for a year or two, but for some reason he had access to documents that were not just relevant to their intelligence operations, but other services within the U.S. Uh, uh, country, uh, and also access to security documents that related to other countries. And those would be uh, past, current, and future operations in the Ukraine against Russia. Uh, they would be uh, plans that existed for South Korea, South Korea uh, relative to any uh, engagement with North Korea. This was very, very serious stuff that he had access to. Now, he was granted a top secret clearance. Uh, in the Navy, uh, I had a top secret clearance that I used very, very little. But what I did learn was you didn't have access to things unless you had the need to know. So my ship was on the Atlantic fleet. Uh, under certain circumstances, we had access to top secret documents, but they were regarding the Atlantic fleet. You couldn't copy them. You could read them. You wrote up a report. The reports were destroyed, etc. There was a very strong chain of command in terms of who could get the information, who could receive it from the person who broke the code, and what you did with that information after the fact. So the question here is, how did this junior individual, one, access all this material, 
which was not just related to Air Force intelligence. It went across all services and in some cases other countries. So a major challenge there in determining how did he have this access. All right. Second, what motivated him to first copy this material, post it online, and then eventually actually put on the original documents? Something was drastically wrong with the oversight system. And also uh, what they did in terms of vetting this individual in terms of giving him or granting him or extending him a top secret clearance. Now, it appears to date that it was not done for money. It was not done for espionage purposes. It was done to impress his friends. Now, whether that description of his actions will stay don't know, but that's where it stands today. Uh, very, very sad indeed. Now, the result of that is that, of course, the Russians, the Chinese, Iranians, whatever, now know about this information because it was in the public, the public zone, public sector. But just as important, they can determine how we acquired some of that intelligence, which is very damaging to us because it tells about how we get information uh, on our enemies, etc. The other point that is very important to consider, the fact that some of this intelligence is gathered by boots on the ground and these people are threatened and their life is in danger. So not only do you have national security threatened, you have individuals whose safety in the intelligence community is threatened, and you have an impact on our allies. Now, our allies have to say, well, these are our friends, the Americans, etc. We can't tell them too much because they can't keep a secret. They don't protect what we tell them. So there's a tremendous impact. And this started with someone who was 21 years old and in the service a couple of years. So you have to step back and say, what systems are in place? What clearances are in place? Who is overviewing this on a current, future, and regular basis? It's a real breakdown in the chain of command and who has access to critically important security things. Now, it may evolve that there are other things going on, uh, etc. But I think the first thing we have to ask is, how did this happen? What happened to the need to know? Where is it today? And are there other leaks? So the government and the military is under a great deal of pressure to find out and get the answers to how this came about. Simply saying he did it to impress his friends, I don't think that's going to be acceptable. It's gone too wide. The material that was put out is too broad, it's too important, and it's gone, it's gone too far. So we have to find out who, where, why, and et cetera. Now, how does this apply to your, to your company? Well, obviously, it directly applies, excuse me, <clears throat> if you are a defense contractor directly or subcontractor because you have to say wait a second uh the material they give to me uh how is that being secured in my own company or if you are a provider of specifically how is the material that you are providing to the defense department how is that being secured that's if you're a defense contractor but let's go back and say you're not in the defense industry you still have to ask about what is the culture that took place or existed in this situation and is any aspect of that culture possibly in existence in your company if you have a proprietary product that your competitors would like to know about 
are your people aware that this may not affect national security, but it does affect your competitive position? There's that old thing from World War II, loose lips sink ships. Do your employees know not to discuss proprietary information beyond your company? Are, what tests do you have for people that have access to, let's say, certain formulas or certain technology? How are they vetted? Now, they're not getting top secret clearance, but they're getting access to perhaps a product that a competitor would very much like and perhaps even a competitor would pay for. So the key is not to be naive. It's not to run it like you run the Pentagon, but it is to be realistic about what are the risks from a security standpoint throughout your company. And that may be people, absolutely, but it also may be physical security. Who has access to what aspects of a particular product that's under development or existing, et cetera? What are the numbers? Do they have them? So I think we can learn, we can learn from this that you constantly has to be aware okay, that your corporate culture, all right, isn't like top secret in the military, but it has to be protective of your company, your clients, your product, and the end result will be, it'll be also protective of your employees. But you can't be naive and say, everybody loves working here. We have the finest people. You may very well, but it does not hurt to share the requirements and the responsibility with those people, not to blame them, but to say our product is is uh, is very very competitive. People would love to have the input uh, and technical aspects or the ingredients for our product, and you should be aware of the confidentiality. That is something that has to start at the board level, the senior management level, and flows down. Do not assume it. So if we look at this Pentagon situation, which is really a disaster which is a disaster, okay, there are aspects of it that can be transferred over to a non-defense corporation. Now, the question is, would it be worthwhile to have a discussion, maybe, maybe put some sort of a white paper out internally regarding the situation as it involves? Because this is really a disaster for the U.S. and for national security. Right now, uh, in my opinion, it's all being discussed very simply, and it wasn't a big deal. It was a big deal. It will continue to be a big deal. We don't know how much damage is done. So coming around, corporate culture in the military right now, a very big question in terms of these people understanding their responsibility uh, in the service, patriotism, love of country, all of these things. These all have a big question mark on top of them. So let's learn from your company, my company standpoint, how much of this might take place in a civilian environment. Maybe none of it, but maybe some of it. Maybe it's getting worse. So again, what are we talking about here? Uh, a discussion perhaps of corporate security, not necessarily at a board meeting, all right, but perhaps offline. Take these FTX, Silicon Valley, okay, the Pentagon document leaks, and say, might be worthwhile for us to have a culture discussion and what aspects of culture are important for our company, what aspects of corporate culture are, should exist here. It doesn't mean that you have to have closed doors and everybody fingerprinted on the way out, but it also means you can't afford today, regretfully, to be naive and not have your corporate culture, all right, enforce 
uh, a team effort, enforce a sense of security, in, enforce a sense of morality, ethics, etc. So do that. And this is uh, something that I think all of us uh, as citizens uh, and love our country have to think, what's going on here? How did it happen? What's the damage that's been done? And what is the military going to do to repair any damage, number one, and to prevent it from not happening again? These are demanding times globally, so let's not be naive. So, again, we're not blaming our company. We're just making an observation and a suggestion that these three stories could very well be lessons learned that you can take down to your company. So thank you very much for your attention, and I uh, enjoyed working with you.